Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is Sten. I would like to announce that my team in Nashville is looking to add an experienced advisor. This advisor would have approximately four years or more of experience, but more importantly, this advisor is looking for a new challenge. This advisor wants to take the elite path and reject the average path in our industry. In this role, you will work right alongside me growing your business. Together, we will help level up legacy as an organization. If you think you're up for this challenge, you can go to stenmorgan.com backslash apply to answer the questionnaire. Or if you're listening to this and you're thinking of another advisor that could be a good fit, please make that connection. If that advisor becomes an advisor on our team, I will send you a $5,000 referral fee. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Welcome to the podcast here with my buddy, Andy. Uh, today, we are going to talk about our event. We're getting a lot of questions from advisors like, what's the content? We have a lot of good data on people that have come and how it's changed their practice. So if you are listening, we want you to know exactly what we cover. One, these are topics we talk about in a lot of podcast episodes, yeah. but how we put it into a context of a day and a half training that, you know, if you're talking about adding a superpower or like shaking up your practice, this is why we have this event. And, and this is also going to save you, the listener, a lot of time because instead of having to call and talk to me about, you know, what do you guys do? We're just going to tell you exactly what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't, you know, I follow uh, a mantra that your marketing should help even more and your, your, the things you teach publicly should help just all the time, all the time. So we're not trying to hide things, mm-hmm. right? We're not trying to say the secret sauce is over. Like we want to tell you what we cover mm-hmm. and then you can go, okay, I know exactly what I would get if I would come to that event and I know the results of that. Yeah, so, I think like we teach advisors like give away your best stuff yeah, because – people will keep coming. And so we know that, you know, we teach a lot of this content, but the people that have come to our event and workshopped live with me, gotten like been on the whiteboard and active feedback, like the results, it's, it's the elite path, right? You know, there's a lot of average ways to improve your practice. We have online content. You may be in a community, like all those things are good, but we have advisors say, I feel like I've plateaued. Things feel a little stale. I've been doing the same way for a long time. Like what is a catalyst type moment? Uh, and that would be this event you know, on May 8th, the 9th, that it would, it would shake you up. So for you know, about 12 years of my professional career, I made a living helping others and then also creating my own online programs. And what is very well known, and for those who live in that world, is that less than 5% of the people who start your class will finish and implement it to its entirety. Mm. And so I have found that one of the worst measures of knowing someone's success as an entrepreneur online is how much they sell. Because you can sell a whole lot and help very, very few people. Hmm. The question is, is what you teach actually being implemented and being effective? And I would say that's one of the first reasons why the, on, the, the online, while it can be helpful and we do offer unlimited you know, coaching of, for those who can call in, or not call, but they can email and ask questions uh, if you buy them online, that's great. But what we what we found is the people that come for the day and a half, the first thing I would say, the first reason that, that it's the most impactful is because you're out of your normal element. Hmm. There's something dis- distinctly powerful that happens when we just step outside the routine of our normal life yep. and we create space and we what say, I'm going to dedicate it to that. Graphic you showed me at one point. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. the farther you travel, yeah, yeah. the higher so your creativity. It's a guy named Austin Cleon with a K, K-L-E-O-N. And I believe his sort of tagline is an artist who writes. So he's an artist, but he's also an author. So he's on the artist who writes. And he has this graphic. It's very simple. You can see this on YouTube if you're watching now. But the horizontal 
is distance from home. And the vertical is uh, creativity. And it's literally just a 45-degree angle, Mm -hmm. right, from the bottom, you know, going out. And it's just saying, listen, the further you go from home, the more creative, the more open. And we know this, right? It's that feeling as you're driving away on vacation. And every mile further you get from home, it's like another idea suddenly has room in you know to to come into your brain and so i would say the first and most important probably part of it is that when you've made the commitment to leave you've made a commitment you've invested in that and you've made it literally a a, a space so i'll go right into this which is our space where we hold this event is awesome yeah the city that we're in uh franklin tennessee just south of nashville they're like oh you're that close to the airport yep oh but it's beautiful yep oh but the hotels are a third as much as they are downtown Nashville. Yep. Are there cool shops if I want to bring my wife? Yep. Is there fun places to hang out? Yep. Like it's a beautiful environment. And then the space we actually have the event is awesome. Yep. I mean, it's floor to ceiling windows. Uh, it's big enough that it's a it's a nice size room, but small enough it doesn't feel like you're you know getting lost. Um, and and I'll and then I want you to jump in the agenda after this. The other thing that I love about the event is I've been to events and I understand this to some degree where it's like sort of the talent or the speakers are sort of talking and they leave and you don't see them until they're back up on stage. Not how we roll. Yep. Like we're there the whole time. Yep. And there's a difference. I've been to conferences and, and I agree with the, you travel, you get out of your space that almost conditions you to just think the same way and do the same thing every day out of, of a habit. But I've gone to a lot of places where I'm just, these big ideas are thrown at me and they spark something in me, but I don't get a chance to practice it. Okay. Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, and I appreciate the clarification. This is, an all, this is not an event where it's inspire, 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 and you leave with an empty notebook, <laughs> and you're like, oh, wait, but what do I do on Monday? I mean, this is one of the mantras of our company is, what are you going to do on Monday? Mm-hmm. Like, how is your life going to be different on Monday based on what you learned the prior week before? We, we, we absolutely desire for this to be super practical. So every time we have a teaching session, even in the mindset section, section actually, it, there, there is an exercise. Sometimes it's at your table. Um, most of the time it is sort of as, as a group because we don't want you to hide. Yep. Right. Yeah. And, and, the, and the curse of comfort is real. And I have advisors locally you know, I get frustrated with because I, I know you're doing okay. Like I know you don't technically have to do something different, but my hope is for all of us that we're constantly looking for something to kind of shake us up and, and reignite the fire for, hey, I want to help more people. Yeah. Um, and, this, and this live event has been that for, I don't know, 70, 80 people now? Yeah. The first one I love that we started with, um, of, of the idea of what is possible, is mm-hmm. it, what's interesting is the people in the room, This I don't know if you've ever heard me explain this before, but they, you ever heard the phrase, you're preaching to the choir? <laughs> okay. So the idea of preaching to the choir is, oh, you're already talking to people who already believe. And it's sort of like, oh, we already get it. That's sort of the idea behind you preaching to the choir. But the other part, if you think about it, is like when people come to the event, there, there's still some skepticism. They're still like, okay, I know this is true of some people. I know this is true of Sten. I know this is true of, but is this true for me? And really how big could this be? So we start with our first session talking about mindset and also just what is our expectation mm-hmm. of the results of the event? So yep. we set the bar. The first thing we do is say, here's what you should expect. Here's what's possible yep. if you do this really well. Yeah, okay. awareness is huge. It's, it's the idea that when I first got in the business, I thought what I was capable of was what the most successful advisor I just happened to know was. Right. And they were making, you know, I don't know, 100 grand, 150 grand. Like it wasn't a lot, but to me, that was the top of the mountain. And so right away in this event, we hit you with whatever you think is possible, it's probably 10x that. Yeah. And, and we're going to spend the next day and a half showing you how to do it, but also to make you believe that you can do it. 
Yeah, give you. We're gonna say, here's the vision. Now let's work it back and say, here's the path to, you know, see that vision come to fruition. The next thing we do is, um, it's interesting because we say, here's here's where here's where you can be, and then we back it up and we say, okay, but first you have to think of yourself differently. In order to think of yourself differently, you have to be able to describe yourself differently. So we we literally are going to make you answer the question, what do you do, in a really coherent way. I love this exercise. We've sat. I don't know how many. Let me tell you. I don't know how many rooms. Why do you love it? Why do you love it so much? I love it for I think the same reason. But why do you love it so much? Because we are in a room of advisors that are a year in the business, sometimes thirty years in the business, and we have yet to have somebody answer this question confidently. Yeah. So it's fascinating that we're all still in the business, semi confident in what we do. Yeah. But but I have yet to meet somebody that gives me an answer. I'm like. That makes a lot of sense, and it actually is. Or that's really compelling, or Or, you seem really comfortable. I'm curious now, based on your response. And so, we have advisors that have had 15, 20 year careers that have never had an answer, and and after this this workshop we do to start our event, they now leave with it, right? And they start using it the next day. No, they they use it that day. Remember uh, on the airplane, on the airplane, that's great. And we'll get this from people because we'll say, "Listen, you have to let's dial this in." We force them to write down. There's four different four or five different formulas we have of ways you can answer this depending on your um, your audience. So again, you're going to, you know, we've got fill in the blanks, like you're going to build out this answer and a really, uh, we're going to construct an answer. Because there's a good way to do it and a not so good way to do it. Yeah. And there's different scenarios for talking about it. If you have a qualified lead versus an unqualified lead, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a business owner versus non-business owner. I mean, there's, um, you know, you, you might know, no, you may know nothing about, you know, so we have some that just has a statement. Some starts with a question. But so be, first we say, hey, here's here's what you could become. Great. And then we say, okay, let's back up. And so if you're going to become that, you have to be able to answer the question, what do you do? Yep. Uh, and I do love it because, it, you know, some people's are okay, mm-hmm. but I, I haven't run into a great one. And Yeah, by the end of the day, they're walking up to us at break saying, what do you think? Run it by yeah, us. Yeah. It, is, it is a 100x improvement within yeah. a day or a day and a half. And it's just, there's a lot of nuance to it. I mean, it's just, it's like, yeah, I like that, but I don't like that word. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah, I like that word yep. better, right? Because yep. this is who you are. This yeah, is it's how something you... that we've all just agreed to not do well um, <laughs> because it, we figure out a way around it versus saying, no, like that first interaction matters. Yeah. And if I have a good answer to this, because if we feel like we're, it's our responsibility that people are better off working with us than without us. Yeah. And the potential barrier to them doing that is the way we answer that question. The very first question. It becomes way right. more important. The, and we talked about, we have a whole episode about this, but we'll talk about this again. Some of the things we hear are just, they're they're literally showstoppers in a bad way. Like, <laughs> like they, they answer and then you're like, oh, okay. Or someone will say, I work, I, this one we heard not too long ago was like, I work with people within three years of retirement, attain their good, da, 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 da. and I'm like, okay, but if I have $10 million and I'm 50, I just go, oh, I guess I don't want to work with you because I'm out within three years of retirement. And they're like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. I don't, I mean, did I say three years? I meant I mean, 15. I meant how many? I'm like, so. You tell me. <laughs> well, yeah, right, right. How many years are you for retirement? I work with you, right? <laughs> but but it, that's the problem. It's like, I want to be, somebody taught them, you got to be super niche and specific. And I'm like, right. literally, if I'm four years away from retirement, I just excluded myself from you. That's right. So I understand that's, that's uber, uber ideal, but like, that's not realistic, yep. right? So we, we dial that in. The next is, okay, great. You're going to be about ideas. Part of your pitch is part of your explanation and answer of what do you do is that, you know, a lot of advisors do this, but I also, you know, my currency, the thing I work with is ideas. I'm, I have great ideas for business owners, W2, you know, I, I, and so the next part of this is we teach you where do you find all these great ideas that you're supposed to be an expert in. 
Because the fear is, uh, as we've de- developed this content, and we've realized, like, what are the limiting beliefs or the obstacles for advisors to adopt this? Because we know it's possible. We know mm-hmm. those that kind of break into it will never yeah. go back. We know all that to be true. Is that, okay, Stan, do I have to go back and get all these designations? Like, do I have to get a PhD in all these things? And the answer is no. And so in this section, we teach you there's a way to have ideas come to you. Your team vets them. Or you have a network that we teach you to build yeah. of idea partners. People right. that, that are proactively sharing their best ideas. Because what I've learned in my practice is I can go get a referral somebody or try to, or I can get an idea from somebody and that idea can turn into 10 clients. Right. And so we will teach you in this event how to, how to think about ideas and how to go find them. Right. And this is where we kill an industry term. We kill COIs. Yeah. Centers of influence is no more. It's there, they no are more. idea partners. Rip. RIP. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're idea partners. Where to find idea sources, idea partners. And again, the exercise here is we have a sheet of uh, known idea partners and then a blank one you can fill out more. And then you just take an inventory of what do I have? We have idea sources we give you. Mm-hmm. We, from the audience, say, what are your idea sources? And so you'll leave with all these great places to go find ideas. Because in the section right before that, you just said, hey, I'm really good at ideas. And then the next question is, what ideas? Where do I, what ideas? <laughs> what ideas am I good at, Stan and Andy? That's right. Now we're going to help you find those. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Next one is we we have to talk about this. The group we were with a few months ago, I would say ninety percent virtual work, right? That they said they were meeting with clients virtually. Yep. So you so the next part is how do I communicate my ideas visually, yep. in person, yep. whiteboard, or virtually, right, uh, through an iPad or Zoom? Mm-hmm. And so we we get into that on a really practical level. You do some some and then. We 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 have a couple times we talk about whiteboarding, but I think this is one where we just do two. Do you remember yep. this? We did the two. Yep. And it was like you got some brave souls. Oh yeah. Who say I'll do this? And what are, what do people usually do wrong in that in this first example of this? Uh, they either share too much, go yeah. too far. Uh, they're disorganized in the way they communicate it. But the yeah. good news is, is like you, if, any, if you're going to be an expert in anything, you have to be a beginner to start. Yeah. And so my hope is if somebody comes to this thing being like. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Or yeah, I've been on a whiteboard once before, but I'm telling you this, a whiteboard has made me millions of dollars. Absolutely. It is a superpower. I use it in every single meeting. Yeah. And you will leave, and this is true, because we've had it with a lot of people where they're like, I've never used it, or I, th- I know it's there, and I've written some words on it before, to it is the 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 center of my meeting format. Absolutely. It, it is what I lean on, and it is the thing that helps me generate yeah. curiosity and close business. So if you come to this event, you will leave with this new superpower. Absolutely. And it is, it is really fascinating how you can take, in 15 minutes, we can take someone who took three and a half minutes to explain an idea to 60 seconds. Yep. And the difference is you lost me, I'm disengaged, I don't trust you, to I get it, I like you, I want to tell my friends about this. That's right. Right. So um, the next part is after you've communicated the idea, we teach the nuance, right, the art of quantifying and then creating urgency after, you know, about that idea, right? There's a lot to this, but at a highest level, you have to be able to create urgency, appropriate urgency, because the client comes to us and says, here, what do I need to do? But tell me what's most important. And if all we're doing is talking in generalities, like the client has no idea, like, is this thing going to save me $100 or $100,000? Yeah. And so we teach our method around how do you quantify an idea, one, to convince yourself of your value of working with them, but also two, for them to realize, well, you've just saved me a hundred grand and you're only going to charge me five. Yeah. Like then there's no question. And so the quantifying you'll leave forever changed in the, in the combination of whiteboarding and quantifying. 
if you go up against any other advisor that's not doing that, it, it's game over. And we teach something, we won't get into the nuance of it, we call it responsible forecasting. And, and the idea is that you would be able to quantify without getting ridiculous. I mean, those people go, well, if the market goes up 12% every year for 50 years, and you're like, yeah, that, no, you yeah. just lost me. because irresponsible forecasting. That's right. But you still need to forecast. But So how do you do that and still feel great about it? And we teach people how to do that. Uh, you know, the next part of this is pricing. You, you have to be able to put a number on these things in a consistent way for compliance, for your clients, for yourself. Yep. A big part of that is you have to have a minimum. Yep. And I think it's the, the, the concept or the idea that I could sit in a room of 50 advisors and ask them all a question of what would it cost for you to come work with my office for a day? You know, we would get dramatically different answers. Yeah. It'd be all over the map because they're all guessing. And it's really just what is their personal belief of their value versus having some system in place or understanding as a business owner. And so we'll teach you, you will walk away with a higher minimum fee than you probably have ever charged before. Your minimum fee will probably be higher than the highest planning fee you've ever charged. Yeah. But you'll do it because you'll understand why as a business owner. and, and the Yeah. Value I, I love this clarification and we have to make it often is it's not about how much can I charge. That's it's right. how much should you charge given the amount of value that you're providing. That's right. Because listen, and here, here's a question. Would you pay $100,000 for a flight for, for you and one of your kids? Yes or no? No. If it was going to save their life? Yes. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, it's context. Right. That's right. What is the value of it? Exactly. And the problem is people see themselves as like, oh, I'm a bus driver, so I'm worth, you know, 50 cents. Mm-hmm. What if you're, you know, a private jet captain, right? Yeah. You're still, so the question is, how do you, how do you create that value in yourselves? Now, if, now the, the same question I asked then and I set them up with that, but I would say, if I wanted you to do a plan for me, what's your minimum? $5,000. $5,000 without hesitation. Cause yeah. you understand the value of That's that, right. right? You didn't know what kind of flight it was, That's right? right? But you, you know, the kind of journey you take people on as an advisor and you go, it's worth five. At least. Five. That's it's, right. it's like. Like minimum, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. And what's hard is, is we find this in other professions. Almost every other profession is charging more than us without yes. being ashamed. Attorneys charge a lot for filling out blank templated forms, and yet we're over here just thinking like, I'm going to give everything away for free in the hope you transact something with me. Yeah, and like we got to blow that up. Like you, with your knowledge and expertise, which is important, you are the product. Like you need to develop that muscle. But you being in the room, having somebody call you, you being available when they have questions is valuable if you never sell them something. Absolutely. And so we will teach you what that looks like and we'll, we'll train you how to, what's a minimum fee, but also when can that fee be higher? Yeah. And the good news is no, none of our clients at Legacy are unhappy paying us. Yes. They're, they're happy to, and they keep paying because there's so much value there. Yeah. Um, great, great quick story. I took Lucy to the dentist not too long. It was my youngest. Did you trick her? No, she had had a tooth issue. She's like real pain. And I I was like, I don't know if it's cracked or whatever. And we went in there and she's still losing teeth or whatever. So I don't know if that was it or something, but I go in there and it was one of those things where it was like 450 and they closed at five and we got in there and they were super friendly and like, yeah, no problem. We'll have you in. And they were sitting in the chair and and we didn't get the dental assistant. We just like, the dentist was right there and he's like taking a look. I'm not kidding you. It, It could not have been. It was was not three minutes. It might have been two minutes. And he looks and he takes his mask off and he takes his gloves off and he talks to me. And he says, here's the situation. And he's like, this is pressing on this, but this is loosening. In about three days, she should be totally fine. And I walk up to pay the bill. It's like 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. I was happy to pay that bill. Nice. 
because and, and Lucy was like, Dad, why is it so much money? And I was like, Honey, because we just you know how much it costs to become a dentist? <laughs> you, do, you, do you see this nice office? Yep. You know, like do you see the toothbrush you gave you free? Like he has a like we paid for him to be a dentist for twenty years so yeah. he could tell us in three minutes. Nice. So we don't sit at home for three weeks and wonder what's going on, right? So we he understands the value mm-hmm. and you just have to find people that also understand the value because that small impact saved us from a lot of pain and heartache and confusion. Yep. And so advisors, you have to believe that it's not about the amount of time you spend with them, it's about the value you bring. And the better you get at this, yep. the less time it will take to bring a ton of value. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll spend some good time on the first day doing kind of case study collaboration, meaning we will curate some cases together we will work it out, quantify it, go through the exercise. This is the best part. Let's be honest. And at the end of the day, well, I'm going to ask you at the end of that exercise, okay, what would you charge that fee? Yeah. And it's amazing an advisor being like, oh, here's what I would charge. And by the end of working through the exercise and the, and the skills we're teaching, that fee at least doubles a at lot of times. Least. I mean, at least, at least. So uh, next day, uh, we talk about how to, this is this is next level. This is elite yeah. stuff. You got to talk about prospecting. Um, I was onboarding a, a, a a new member of EAN today, and they were saying, that's the thing I'm most excited about. Of all the things we're talking about are their action steps for next year. They were saying, that's the part I'm most excited about. Because they're pretty good at ideas, but they're like, I'm not proactive. I just sort of keep my ideas in my office. And I'm mm-hmm. like, take those ideas and go hunt with them. That's right. Go do something with them, yep. right? So that's the targeting strategies where you're going to go and take an idea and you're going to target a specific group with that idea, just like you did with the doctors with their mm-hmm. disability policies at Vanderbilt. Yep. How many years ago was that? Uh, eight. <laughs> Anyway, it worked because you had a specific. You knew about a specific, specific idea problem. to a specific group. Yeah, yep. you know wh- who needs it that they'll benefit from it. and You know where they are. Right. That's the only way we should all prospect now. The hey, random calls. Hey, do you happen to have a problem I can solve? And hey, will you give me all your information? Like volume does benefit us in this business, but I, but we teach just like well, what if it was just better volume? Right. Like work hard, do what you want to do, but like let's just improve your batting average. Right. If you're going to do it. Like you don't have to take more swings if you can get more hits. Right. And unfortunately. There are, there are folks in the business that would say, just do what's not working harder. That's right. And it's working better. No, it's not. You're just doing it more. Yeah. Right? So, yes, if you're getting, you know, two leads a week from making 300 phone calls, should you make 600 phone calls? <laughs> you could. They would say, some would say yes. Yeah. And I'd be like, or not. <laughs> or you could do something way better than that. That's right. Uh, like come to our event. Uh, so we've talked about targeting strategies. That's really next level of the ideas. Now that they believe they have ideas, mm-hmm. uh, they know where to get those ideas. They're confident communicating the ideas and quantifying the ideas. We're going to take those ideas and go to people. The next is, okay, and again, this is very natural. This is a natural progression. But how do I provide value throughout the year? Mm-hmm. What are people going to actually physically get from me? Yep. Um, I love this exercise because it's so visual. We've got blanks in front of you. For every month, and mm-hmm. we chart out for A and B client, what does an A client get every single month? What does a B client get every single month? And you will literally leave within your hand your service calendar yep. for your different segments of your of your book. And, and we'll walk through also the idea, like where, where planning goes wrong, or really any engagement, is when your service model doesn't match your fee. That maybe there's a chance you think you're way undercharging, so every time that person calls or takes time, you're frustrated. You resent someone that's paying you, which yep. means you didn't charge them enough. Or you charge too much, you can't come up with ideas, and eventually oh. the client sniffs that out, and they're like, wait, what did I pay for? What that's are you doing bad. for me? That's really bad. And so we'll teach you to find it, because when those strike a balance, or when I find a client, and I usually give them two options to work with us, hey, here's light, and here's the heavier version. The heavier right. version, we're actually have more involved on the day-to-day. Um, they then get to choose, but they don't get to choose the light option and then get the other service. Right. And so we're going to teach you how to avoid giving away too much for free 
And really, how do you just run a better business? Right. So let's wrap with this. I think that they're, uh, I'm, I'm proud of our online program, how to charge for your advice online. I think it's worth every penny. People have gone through it and changed their business. Okay. Uh, I, I support it and we have a guarantee behind it. We also have a guarantee for the, for the in-person event, uh, which is that you'll pay for the event within one of your next four proposals because um, that's, that's, just, that's, that's how quickly you'll be equipped. Uh, we have seen, and maybe you've heard us talk about on past shows, so we'll, we'll wrap with this, but we have seen people leave and double their fees without hesitation. And it's again, it's not about how much can I get, it's charging what they're worth. That's what happened. They weren't charging what they were worth. Yep. And so I find a lot of advisors, as we talk to many different ones all around the country, week to week to week, it's that 1500 it's that 2000 it's sort of that safe, it's enough, but mm-hmm. it's not so much they're uncomfortable. Yep. And I want to do a shout out to a specific group because I was in this camp. I was a young advisor that joined a successful practice, and it was comfortable with AUM. They were making plenty of money. They were just cruising, getting referrals. But within that, I was like, I guess I'm just going to fold into this, and that's going to be my career. And, and with my personality, I was like, well, what's the mark that I'm making? And so if you were in a practice like that, and if you're the senior advisor and you have a junior, if you're the junior, I'd go to your senior and say, I want to add something to this practice. Yeah. Like, I want 10 years from now to look back and be like, I brought new value because the future practice is a consulting planning-based practice that manages AUM, that maybe helps with insurance. But what you're known for is we're generous with ideas. We are, we are, we are students of our craft. Like, we take that seriously. And so I, I would challenge you to say this could be the thing that you add to your practice. So if you're listening and you're like, I'm in a business, I've been in there for three or four years, I'm doing okay, but it's not my firm, I didn't start it. Imagine coming back to a firm with other advisors and saying, hey, I want to teach you guys something. Look what I heard. Or you're an advisor, because we've had these two that have been in the business, they're kind of getting a little bored, potentially, of this model. Yeah. What if you came and learned something brand new, that it's the future of your practice that's actually going to maybe 2 or 3x the multiple value of your business by adding new revenue? So, so I want to challenge that specific group, those two seats that are on a lot of teams out there, to say this would be the thing you'd come back with and say... We're going to be different moving forward. Yeah, it's not. We're not giving up what we've done that's successful. No, nope. we're going to take it to the next level. One of the cool uh, conversations I had with a junior advisor is they went to their senior and said, um, "If you help me pay for the event, when I come back and I earn planning fees, you can just take it right out of my planning fee." So they were going to pay for themselves, right? And they said, "Oh, and by the way, if it doesn't work, we just get our money back because these guys guarantee it's going to work." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Yeah, sure, go for it. Nothing, literally nothing to lose, yeah. right?" Um, and yeah. I know as a leader of a practice, if one of my advisors came to me yeah. or even somebody on my staff's like, Hey, I heard about this conference. I want to go to it and learn something or an advisor's like, there's this training that I could go to that I would bring it back and help our practice. Yeah. Like what leader does not want to hear that initiative versus like, Hey, does anybody want to go learn something new that they, that your team, and this is, this is a, this represents a healthy team. If they right. feel comfortable coming and saying, I need you to invest in this for me. Right. Cause I'll bring it back and it, it will never be the same. So I, I hope that those of you who are listening or watching, that that can be true of you, uh, May 8th and 9th. Come uh, hang out. It's going to be great. Uh, it is great. It's going to be great. And you can go to howtochargelive.com. If it's past that date and you happen to be listening to this episode, um, then we're going to have other uh, in-person events. We've got howtochargelive.com, and um, you can find the, the latest event registration um, that we're going to have uh, available there. And, um, you know, I'm, I really, really enjoy the in-person events. And, and I would say fundamentally because I think we've created a good culture. Those who listen to the show, those who have, you know, uh, seen you online or listened to you on other podcasts uh, or seen you speak somewhere else, 
Um, but I love it because I know within two weeks we're going to start getting phone calls and they're going to be like, guys, it's work. It's totally working. And that's great. This is not a six months down the road. This is the next week something radical changes and you start seeing results. Yeah, we start getting texts and emails and yeah. my fee went from this to this and uh, and that just yeah, keeps happening over and over again. Absolutely. So we hope you'll join us. Uh, thanks for watching and listening today. 